Hey, hey, welcome to the Seven Figure Photography Coach Podcast. This is the podcast to get no fluff advice, to finally get your ideas out of your head and into the hands of paying students quickly. It's time to turn your photography knowledge, skills, and experience into an extra stream of income by creating an online course or coaching program. I am your fast-talking, zero BS host and new business bestie, Jenny Maroney. Three years ago, I was burned out AF, photographing sessions every evening, editing every weekend, and missing my young kids at home. After two decades in the photography industry, I decided to pivot into coaching and share my knowledge with others, and my life and my business have never been the same. Over the past few years, I've helped hundreds of photographers create and launch their first online courses, coaching programs, and workshops with wild results. I've helped students have $10,000, $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 launches in just 90 days or less, having never coached or mentored before, without needing a huge audience, without needing to dance on TikTok and Reels. And I've helped those photographers be able to scale to six figures and beyond. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Each week, I'll be sharing my best kept marketing secrets, launch strategies, business hacks, actionable advice that I've used in my very own business to become a million dollar photography coach so that you can do the same. Okay, let's dive in to today's episode. Oh my gosh, you guys, <laughs> this episode is one of the most requested topics I get whenever I put out on Instagram stories. It's podcast recording day. What should I talk about? This is one of the top answers I get. So you think you suck at selling. <laughs> How the hell do I sell without feeling sleazy or salesy or pushy? And I hear this all the time. So I really want to unpack this and walk through the top three reasons I love selling and why you should too. And how to flip the script so that you're able to look at this in a positive way versus a sleazy way. So the first thing I want you to do is think about a time when you were sold to and it felt like shit, <laughs> right? For me, and unfortunately, car salespeople get a bad rap, but for me, it's always been that. And so whenever I go to buy a car and I'm like, oh, here we go. I hate this part. I don't know. For me, I'm like, I don't want to drag my husband along just because I think I might get a better deal because I think that's BS. But I also go in being like, okay, I'm a salesperson myself. I'm good at sales. I know that. So like, don't pull any of your salesy, pushy shit on me, right? <laughs> so I go in with that attitude and I'm like, meh, which I'm probably just manifesting more of because I'm going in with a bad attitude, right? So those experiences have always been rough where, you know, you need a car. You know which car you want, but then you got to go through all the hoops. Like, oh, if I could get it at this price, then I would do it. And they're like, let me go talk to my boss. And then they come back and they're like, mm, we could do it for this. And then it's the back and forth, back and forth. And it's just, it's painful. And I've never walked away being like, oh, that was awesome. I loved that experience. I'm so happy about this. Instead, I've walked away being like, okay, cool. I got the car, but I still feel icky. <laughs> I still feel like shit. Like that wasn't fun. Can anyone relate to me? I, I'm... Assuming that some of you are shaking your hands right now, right? So now I want you to flip the script, okay? I want you to think about a time that you were sold to and it felt good, okay? And this might take some digging. So I know you've heard this a million times from me, but I did not grow up with a very healthy money mindset. I grew up thinking that must be nice mentality. And so it's taken me a really long time to think the way that I'm about to tell you. So for me, I'll give you an example. One time we were at a restaurant 
And I use this example a lot, so apologies if it's a repeat for you, but we were at a restaurant. We were greeted. It was a very nice restaurant. The host sat us and then said, your server will be with you in a moment. And then the server came over and was like, hi, welcome. So excited. What brings you in tonight? Started a nice conversation and was genuinely interested in us. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's our anniversary. He's like, that's great. Congratulations. How many years? Oh, that's amazing. Where'd you get married? Oh, that's awesome. My wife and I have been married for this long. It just felt good. So we started off there. Okay, before we get too much further, let me ask, do you want flat or sparkling water? And I was like, let's do sparkling. I love sparkling water. Awesome. Great. So then I'll be right back. And then he's like, here's the wine list. Take a peek. So we start looking at the wine list. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Let's look at the menu. Like, I don't know what I'm going to order. And then he comes back and he's like, okay, I don't know if you've had a chance to look over things yet. And I'm not sure what you're feeling like for dinner tonight. But I do have to tell you, my favorite dish is on the menu tonight. My absolute favorite dish, okay? So he starts telling us about this main lobster with the most amazing garlic butter drenched over it. And it came with a side of, I don't even remember what it was, honestly, but it was just like, I lost him at lobster because I was literally salivating. I had no intentions of walking into this restaurant and buying a freaking lobster at market price. (laughs) I do like lobster, but I was like, that's not what I came here for, right? And so in my head, I'm like, okay, all right, I see you. I see you, server. (laughs) And he did it in such an effortless way that it did not feel like selling. He was just telling me how amazing this lobster is and how it's his favorite and how it sells out within the first hour every single time the chef offers it on the menu and how if we like lobster, this is the place to get it. And right now is the moment because it's going to be sold out in the next five tables. And so before I knew it, I was like, yeah, Mark, that lobster sounds great, (laughs) right? Then he's like, oh, and you know what? If you do decide to do the lobster, this wine pairs perfectly with it. Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. You are going to love it. But I'll be back in a moment to take your order. He walks away and I'm like, we're getting the lobster and we're definitely getting that crazy expensive bottle of wine, right? And my husband's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Because it was done in a way that felt genuine. It was done in a way that he was just telling us what he liked. It was done in a way that felt like he was just trying to help and offer his advice, right? And that's how everything changed for me because I started thinking of selling as serving. So the energy is very different between I need to make the sale. I need to make the sale. I'm going to sell you this car whether you like it or not. I remember a true story. I was living in Jersey at the time and I desperately needed a car. Mine was like falling apart and I was bartending and I had some tip money and I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get this car. And so I walked into the dealership fully intending to buy, it was a Volkswagen dealership and I had full intentions of buying the Jetta. (laughs) And the salesperson more or less looked at me and was like, you're not going to be able to afford that car. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) But he talked me out of it because he was projecting his money mindset on me. And so he's like, you know what we do have? We have this used Toyota Corolla. And I was like, Toyota Corolla? I came in here for a freaking Volkswagen Jetta and you're in Volkswagen dealership. What is happening here? But you know how every lot has one of those other cars on it that they took as a trade-in. So before I know it, I'm test driving this fucking Toyota Corolla that's like, (laughs) we called it, what did we call it? It was the color of my grandma's lipstick. Oh, champagne blush was what my sister and I called it. We nicknamed her champagne blush because it was the same color as my grandma's lipstick, literally. And it felt like a car my grandma would drive, which is fine. Nothing against Toyota Corollas, but that's not what I intended to buy. And so now I'm being sold into it. And I just, I wanted this car salesman to like literally leave me alone. So I was like, forget it. I'll sign whatever. Like, just get me the fuck out of here. 
So lo and behold, I walk away or drive away with a stupid Toyota Corolla that's champagne blush and it had one of those, uh, <laughs> it had a fin on the on the trunk, whatever those are called, like a fin on the back. I, obviously, I'm not a car person, but I drove that thing for a year and I hated it every day. And I was like, why did I get this stupid car? I was so resentful towards that car salesperson because he got his commission. He downsold me when he should have been upselling me. He was projecting his money mindset shit on me. And I... I bought right into it because I just wanted to get out of there and it felt so sleazy and I hated that car. I hated that car. And so you have to think about the energy. Are you truly here trying to serve your potential clients? Are you truly here to help them make the best decision for them and their business and their goals for the year? Or are you looking at it like, I have to go tell this person how much my program costs or my course costs and I got to go sell them on it and I got to convince them all the reasons that they need this and why they have to have it and I got to be pushy and salesy and this feels like shit and likely you're not closing many deals because you're bringing that energy. And I've been there. It took some time for me to figure this out. And so I want you to think of every time you launch your program, your course, your coaching program, whatever, think about it in this way. Selling is helping, right? Literally all you're doing is offering your help. That's it. They can take it or they can leave it. It's up to them. But every single time you offer your help, in exchange, of course, for money, because that's the name of the game. That's business, right? I can't walk into Ruth Chris Steakhouse and order a steak and not pay for it. Like, you feed me, I pay you. That's how this works. So if you're going to help somebody in your program, they're going to pay you, right? That's how business works. But if you look at it as every time you launch or every time you offer your program to somebody, you are potentially changing their life. You are going to help them. You're giving them the opportunity to solve a problem that they have. You're giving them the opportunity to change their life, their business, whatever, right? And it's kind of selfish to hold that back, to not offer our help. I use this other example a lot, but honestly, I think of selling and the energy behind it as a barbecue. So it's a hot July afternoon and we're having a barbecue at our house in the backyard. Kids are welcome. We've got a slip and slide. We've got the trampoline set up with the water misters on. We've got the grill going. We've got burgers and hot dogs. We've got cold beer and margaritas. Like if you guys and the kids are around this weekend and you're hungry and it's hot and you want to go on the slip and slide and you want a cold beer, come over to my house. But if you don't want to come over to my house, maybe you're not hungry. Maybe you don't like barbecues. Maybe you don't like slip and slides. Maybe you don't like kids. Don't come. That's fine. That's totally fine. I'm offering you an opportunity to come to my house. You don't have to take it. And the same goes for our offers. So Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts are a great example. They do a damn freaking good job. (laughs) Like once a year, they get out there and all of a sudden you see them on every freaking in front of every grocery store with their little fold out table. And they know they know we want those Thin Mints. They know it. They can see it in our eyes as we walk up. No matter how hard we try to resist those damn little cookies, we're going to buy them. Right. They are not afraid to try to sell you that cookie. They know that they're doing a good job. They're serving you. They're helping you. They're, you know, you're help, they're helping get you those cookies that you damn love. And in turn, they're making money. They're raising money. And that's awesome. And the same goes for your offer. So if you're not selling, you're not selling. Nothing drives me more crazy than when I'm like hanging out with some friends and somebody's like, oh, hey, Jessica, how's your whatever going, your side hustle going? And I'm like, you have a side hustle? Like what? Guys, I'm like, an entrepreneur since I was came out of the womb. Like, tell me when you guys have side hustles. I want to know and support you. And they're like, oh, no, it's nothing. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, yeah, obviously you don't because I haven't seen it on your stories. I haven't seen it on Instagram. I haven't seen it anywhere. Like, you didn't even tell me about it. And they're like, it's not a big deal. Seriously, stop talking about it. And I'm like, okay, but if you're not selling and you're not even telling your, if you're not even comfortable telling your friends about your offer, no one's going to buy it. 
right? Like if you can't even tell me as your good friend that you have this side hustle selling whatever, then you are not going to have much success selling it to anyone else. Because if you're not selling, you're not selling. You have to tell people what you have. You have to offer them your help. You have to let them know how it's going to change their life. It has to solve a problem. If your course or your coaching program solves a problem, you need to be talking about it. It's selfish not to, right? So if you think you suck at sales, I challenge you, I challenge you to go tell someone about it. And it doesn't have to be someone you're scared of. Go tell someone that you totally trust. Because honestly, I sent this little quote to my friend that women, especially, we need women in our circle that are proud of us. They're not jealous. They're not judging. They're not hateful. They are so proud of us. Like I have a best friend. Her name's Brie. And every time I see her, she's like, holy shit, I saw on your stories. Like you just enrolled 10 more people. You are crushing it, girl. And there is no sense of animosity. There's no sense of jealousy. There's no sense of anything there. She is truly proud of me. She's my biggest cheerleader. And I know that when I'm feeling a little like, I don't know, this program, this course, I don't know, there's something about it. I'll talk to her about it. And she pumps me up. She's my biggest hype girl. Everyone needs someone in their corner like that. And if you don't have one, DM me and I will be your person because we all need someone that's going to hype us up and remind us that what you are selling is simply an opportunity. You are offering your help to someone else. So I want you to think about that. The energy that you're putting into this, does it feel like that time you bought that shitty Toyota Corolla? (laughs) Like, Is that how you feel about sales? Or could it possibly, could you flip the script and think about it more like the lobster example, right? Homework task. I want you all to do this. Write down or think about or journal or go tell someone or DM me your story about one time in your life that you were sold to and it felt good. What did it feel like? What do you remember from that experience? Where were you? Why did it feel good? What type of energy was there? Was it pushy? Was it genuine? Who was it? How much was it? I want to know all of these things. And and more importantly, I want you to know them for yourself because if you don't, You're not going to be a very good salesperson and you will stay stuck in this cycle. But selling is truly just offering your help. And so I want you to think about that. And I want you to know that being a good salesperson is not something we're born with. Like my dad used to tease, you came out of your mom's womb knowing how to sell. And I was like, no, not necessarily, right? Some of us are naturally better at it than others. Yes, but it's still a skill you can learn. It's a learned skill. So you if you don't practice, you're not going to get any better at it. So I really, really, really challenge you if you're listening to this episode, and I'm guessing you are because you think you suck at sales, I'm challenging you because you probably don't, and you can change that, okay? So if you have any questions, let me know. DM me. I am all ears. I'm here to help you on Instagram. It's at Jenny Maroney, and I'll link that in the show notes below. If you want to dive deeper and you want to learn, we we cover all of this in my programs. PCK, Photography Coach Kickstart, PCK is for those that do not have a course or coaching program yet and want to create one in the next 90 days. 100K Photography Coach is for those of you that have a course or coaching program, but it's not selling quite the way you want and you want to scale it and get it into the hands of people quickly. I'm guessing that you may need a little help with sales. And this is something that we massively dive into inside of my programs, which I will link below. So have a great day and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you left me a review or shared it with a friend that you think would also enjoy it. My mission is to help as many badass photographers just like yourself. And if we aren't already friends on Instagram, come hang out with me over there at Jenny Maroney. Thank you again. Until next time.